Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm here with Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Good things. Nick, how are you going? <laughs> very well indeed. I'm very well indeed. Hey. Now, yeah. as we're starting, where are we? And interestingly enough, what are we drinking? Ooh. Well, it's a Wednesday. It is. What does that mean? It's time for The Wind Down. Exactly. <laughs> and we're winding down. <laughs> so, this is um, this is a bit different. We've actually gone with a, a Pinot this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to steer us a, a certain path here because the, um, the, the, the Pinots are generally a lighter, although not necessarily less alcoholic um, uh, breed of wine. Mm-hmm. This one's from New Zealand, from Otago, on the, um, like the southeastern part of the South Island, yep. up, in the, up in the heights there, uh, called Rabbit Ranch. Uh, interestingly, they, um, they, they talk about previously being a sheep ranch and the, the rabbits eventually ran all the sheep off. So they planted vines. Well, there we go. <laughs> Although they're still rabbits. So I don't know how they're dealing with that. But um, this well, is um, th- this is going to be the start of a few Pinots we're going to try. Oh, in a excellent. couple of the regions. So we can sort of compare between them and see how that goes. Cool. Excellent. Now, hopefully we can finish off with a Chateauneuf de Pape I've got later on. That's well, in a few wine well, downs. That's, that's a whole different category, but yes. <laughs> right, let me try it anyway. Hmm. Oh, wet and reds. Very nice. Mm. Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I'm glad the criteria matched. <laughs> cool. Okay. Anyway, today we're continuing kind of on from last week, and we're talking about the hidden cost of IT. Yes. And now I've spent a bunch of time this week going from what we talked about last week, which is kind of the calculator, and then really delving into some of the hidden costs that I think people don't understand. Mm. This is where we look at things like total cost of ownership. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of people think IT is just, you know, how much is a PC or how much do I pay for Office 365? But they're not actually going, you know, what's the impact of my business? Where's my productivity being lost? You know, where are the costs? And where can someone like Tribe Tech come along? Yeah, you know, and, and we've talked before, you know, the average price per user needs to be around the you know, $200, $300 mm. mark. Now, how does that work out? working out the total cost. So hmm. so I've done some calculations and I kind of worked it out from the very beginning, but underlying this are two fundamental pieces of research. There's one from 2018, which talks about the cost of small businesses in eight countries around the world from old computers. Okay. And, and that numbers are eye-opening. And the other one's a little bit older, and it comes out of the US, and it talks about the cost of businesses of slow network. Oh, okay. But okay. That's an interesting one. So if we kind of add those together, we can see some real costs to a business. So, so let's look at what businesses are. They're, they're organizations with people in them, right, which do stuff to make money. Uh, uh, okay, at a, a broad level, yes, at, I'll, I'll agree with that. At a broad level. So they're, they're things with people in them that do stuff to make money. Well, and I, I don't think that's the business school answer, but that's all right. So what is the business school answer? What, how would we describe a, a company or an organisation? Go on, you've got an MBA, Scott. Yeah, that's very true. I'm trying to remember what we said in the MBA. <laughs> I seem to remember my MBA was more about drinking and in relationships than it was about content. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's five years of your life gone there, Scott. Never mind. 
wow, is it that long? <laughs> anyway, um, I'll tell you one thing, though. The, um, you, you've spoken just then about when we look at the uh, slow networks and we look at the age of equipment. Yep. Uh, one of the other interesting uh, figures I've seen is also talking to the various vendors, uh, the, the server vendors, the infrastructure vendors globally, because um, they produce a lot of uh, data around total cost of ownership. Um, and they generally estimate that it's about 15% the actual hardware cost of what it really costs to provide the solution longer term. Wow. So you think you might spend you know, $10,000 on a server, for example. That's actually, over the life of that server, one, uh, 15% of the total cost of running the server. Yeah, which, which I, think is, I think is fascinating. And that's really borne out in some of the figures. So let's start with my favorite one because okay. I found this research today. The age of a PC. You're not going to believe this, but if you've got your staff, a member of staff working on a device that's five years old, yes, or more than five years old, five or more years old, then you need three people to do the same job as one person with a modern device. Okay. And you're going to go, nah, that's rubbish. So think about how we calculate it. Let's start at the very beginning. How long the machine takes to start up? Yes. Okay. So, that, that works out in a five-year-old machine to be about 0.75% of productivity of that person is spent waiting for the machine to wind up, right? Mm -hmm. Then performance of the device and failures, they reckon that's 30 to 40% productivity loss. Because right? if you think about it, if you get involved in something and you're starting something off and then you're focusing on this task that takes a couple of hours and your machine crashes... You've lost a couple of hours. You have to go back and do it. And that yeah, happens time yeah. and time again. But one of the interesting ones right up your alley is malware. Ooh. The older the device, the more impact malware has. Well, that, that didn't make sense. Okay. So these guys have gone and looked at salaries of people and their fully loaded costs and worked it out and basically said, five years or above, you're looking at hiring almost three people to do the same job of a machine that's less than a year old. Ooh. It, it, does, it is a, a bit of a, an interesting really, stat to, to sort of take in up front, but um, when you start to think it through... Yeah, okay, so we're okay. going to ship a complex calculator soon, which will actually include mm. this research so you're able to look at it, but it blows you away, the, that kind the, of stuff. The one thing I, I do continually see, though, are organisations that have five-year-old computers in them yep. paying people the better part of six-figure amounts to be productive on them yeah, it, and uh, what's a good computer worth these days? Like $1,500 really bucks, gets right? you something quite high end. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. It's, it's amazing people don't think about that. So it's, it's like your PC. Okay. Um, so, so I thought that was fascinating. The other thing is the lack of automation in small and medium business. Mm, so no, that, that, that'd be a big one. People don't really calculate how much people cost. So many people are working off spreadsheets and manual processes. And, you know, I was working with a company recently where it was taking a member of staff, yeah, 10 days a month to produce the reports oh, for that month. That hurts. That hurts, right? You've only got 22 working days a month. Basically, 50% of that person is involved creating reports which could be automated. But you have to pay for that technology. Well, yeah, but how much is that technology? Technology doesn't cost very much. A bit of consulting to make it happen, but it's way cheaper than 50% of a staff member. Well, that yeah, that's just it. Yeah, so that's really important to think about, those opportunities for adding that up and making it happen. Lunch has appeared, but we're going to put it over there for this one. 
we'll just leave it under the camera so I can salivate looking at it. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> awesome. Nice producer, Rick, just putting lunch in front of us. Just to, he's just going to show it to us now. No, anyway. stop it. Stop it. It's very rude. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Put it back over there. We'll take it out of shop. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> right, so, so, age of PC is really important. That's number one. But one thing we don't think about is the other one, on the flip side, if you think about what we do now, 10 years ago, we all worked on site. We had servers and infrastructure, mm. and now we all work online. Right? So internet speed becomes really important. Well, and this is the funny thing, like, everybody went home, started working from home, yeah. and they've got maybe a, a high-speed internet link there, they've yep. got a... Uh, in some cases, you've got people with fa- fast gaming machines and high-speed internet links, and all of a sudden, they're more productive because it's more than what they had yes. in their office. Yep. And then you start to wonder, well, hang on, how can they be more productive at home? Well, if you think about it, bandwidth at home, most people kind of like have 100 meg now. If you're working from home, you're sharing that with you. You go into the office, even if they've got a gigabit length and there's 20 of them, that's only 50 megs. And not many have a gigabit link. And not many have a gigabit no. link. So you're probably talking two megs. And they say below five megs a user, you see a drop-off of about 20% productivity. Okay. And I would guess that amount is going higher and higher as more is being moved to the cloud, as more SaaS applications are being used. But if you think of an in-the-cloud accounting firm, every one of their applications is in the cloud. So all that time lost waiting for the internet is just super crazy. You know, even a... If you think, you say you've got 20 staff, right? let's say their fully loaded cost is $60,000 each. That's $1.2 million worth of cost. 20% of revenue is $240,000 a year. Hmm. Right? You could spend 100K a year on internet for that you, 240K and be well, in, be in the, the better you, side of things. You would get very good internet for that. You, you um, would. So NBN um, Enterprise Ethernet at the moment, uh, free to install in most common areas of the country on a uh, on a three-year deal yep good speeds it's it's more expensive than the residential side but again if you're looking at hey we've got 10 to 20 staff we're paying a proper wage to why wouldn't you spend a few hundred dollars a month on a high-speed internet link to make them productive you you would because of the productivity whereas most people consider this just to be a cost it's actually not it's a huge productivity Mm. increase exactly so, so really, the, the last one to think around around that, which I think is really important, is servers. Servers are crazy expensive. They are. So in a 20-user firm, I've kind of calculated, a server is $50 a user a month. Yeah, and look, there's, there's, no, there's no concept of a low-end server anymore. No. No. But servers cost you 2600 a year in electricity. Right? Servers cost you, yeah, that again in backups and, and all of that. And then if a server falls over, all of your staff are doing nothing. Mm. So I think that's really important to think about too. The other thing is if you're using servers, think about it. If a server fails, your productivity loss is huge. And people oh. try to sweat server assets for like five or seven years. Yes. There's no difference in the failure rate between a server or a desktop. No. Except that when a server fails. Yes. So there's all these hidden costs, and when I talk to customers, they, they say, oh, you know, I'm paying this much for Office 365. I've paid for my service, so I don't have to pay anything more. And um, and Bob comes in, and he does a little bit of IT, and that's all I need. Your productivity loss is probably enormous, but you're not noticing it because you've got no one to benchmark against. No, and look, it, it does take 
time and effort to invest in productivity gains, mm-hmm. but you start to do this like once a quarter, just do one thing, slowly build on it. And at the end of the year, you look at, hey, here are four key things we've implemented, and you just, well, how did we ever not do this before? Yeah, no, it's, it's true. So we're just gonna, I'm going to spend a bunch of time over the next month because this is complex, right? Okay. Um, you've seen the spreadsheet I sent out this morning, and that's a yes. nasty little thing. Um, so we're going to turn that into our app. So our app will actually allow you to cost, calculate the hidden cost of IT in your environment, as well as all the benefits from it, which I think could be super cool. So there's another area I haven't even spoken about yet. So Ooh. I've spoken about spreadsheets, yes. doing things manually. Marketing. Marketing. Marketing is funky. Marketing can be crazy expensive if you don't have the right tools. So if you think about it, let's just think what's in marketing in a small and medium business. You've got a website, you've got to have it designed, Yes. You've got to host it, and you've probably got to update the contents. Okay. When you update the contents for your website, you're probably also, if you're a, a, a normal firm, probably doing a newsletter to your existing customers, telling them what's going on. And then you're probably doing campaigns in market to prospective customers, talking about what you're doing and all well, sorts I'm, of things. I think you're getting fairly advanced here, actually. No, not so much. I mean, yeah, it used to be a Yellow Pages ad. Um, but now you have to market, right? If you're yellow, yellow pages, oh, that's that? the old monitor stand. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good old yellow pages. Yes. See ya. Um, but, <laughs> but there's there's all this marketing really that goes on in small business, which is a huge repetition of effort. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not thinking about can I produce a piece of content, and can I then distribute it through a bunch of mediums automatically? Can I, that automatically go to a bunch of people? You know, where's the automation in your marketing? And it sounds sophisticated, but there's tools out there like MailChimp and Facebook and all sorts of things, the Hootsuite, that actually don't make it a lot of time. And if you think, let's give you an example, 20 user firm, you know, making two and a half million dollars a year in revenue, every hour a staff member spends on something that's not directly related to making revenue, loses you 174 bucks. Yeah. You buy a lot of monthly subscriptions for just a couple of hours of that. Well, I mean, the, the, the tools that are available today, the modern website builders, I mean, I, I remember when we did our first website, we, we, we thought, oh, how hard could this be? <laughs> and we produced a, a functional website that anyone who looked at would very quickly work out, hmm, an engineer built that. Yep. Um, and then you see this wonderful, glossy something in some other side and say, oh, our marketing team built that yep. and it used to be a significant difference in cost. But now you go into, into a Wix or into your Squarespace, Squarespace and, yeah. yeah, and click, 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 here's your template and you've actually got that 50K sort of template there for 50 bucks a month. Yep. It's very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I see in small business, and this is funny, is the plethora, and I'll use that word because it's my word of the week, of technologies that people start buying to try and solve point problems. So instead of thinking holistically about your business, people are out there and they'll get Wix and Squarespace and BigCommerce and MailChimp and Hootsuite and to start buying all these apps. And those monthly costs start adding up really quite quickly. They do. You've really got to be a bit selective about what you are using. Look, it's a common problem that everyone is guilty of. Mm-hmm. You start wondering why all of a sudden there's 20 or 30 charges on the credit card every month and what are these? And oh, I remember that. I stopped using that a year ago. I better yep. turn that off. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So there's all of these things together. So I think that's kind of a nice overview yeah. of where things is. 
I think what we should do is we should then actually spend some time maybe in the next one of these drilling into specific areas and unpacking real things from real customers. What do you reckon, Scott? No, it's, a, it's a good idea because you really don't understand what the true costs are until you can sort of put it out there in a bit of detail and hopefully open some eyes. Cool, and hopefully by then we'll be closer to releasing the calculator and you can all have a play with seeing how it works and how it works for your business. Hmm. Cool. That'd be good. Excellent. Lots of media coming out from us in the next week or so. I've got lots of things on the cutting room floor, which I've got to pick up and put back together. No, we do it digitally now. But um, lots of things coming out. But, Scott, thank you for another wind down. That's right. Thank you, Nick. And once again, we're at the Firehouse in North Sydney, and we're drinking... What are we drinking? The Rabbit Rabbit Pino. Ranch from Central Otago. Very nice. So if you like what you hear, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what things you want to hear from us. And if not, we'll catch you next week. Take care. Bye.